Welcome back to the Man Radio. You join the conversation. It's area code 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. Um, although while we do have a guest scheduled for the bottom half of the hour, we probably won't take phone calls during that segment. Um, but otherwise, you can call in. Um, you can also leave your comments, questions, et cetera, et cetera in the show, show chat. The live stream chat over on youtube.com slash liberal Dan radio. If you're listening on blog talk radio, I appreciate it, but head on over to uh, YouTube, all the fun's going on over there. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you could always leave your comments and questions, etc. over on the show at liberal at liberal Dan radio on Twitter, on Facebook, and here on YouTube as well. Uh, we are going to be talking about, bunch of issues again at the bottom half of the hour we have democrat madison o'malley who's running for the 91st uh, legislative district here in the state of louisiana uh if you remember uh we had mandy landry on previously talking about some of the issues going on with the legislative session and since she is running in the fall and madison o'malley is also running in the fall i figured it would be a only fair for me to have on uh her as well because you know give one equal time as the other um, I, I have, I, I believe I got confirmation that she'll be on. Uh, so we will see. And I hope, I hope, I hope she will be calling in. She has the number and, um, she has a lot of, you know, decent issues that are listed. Uh, I, I think it's unfortunate that they live in the same district. I think Louisiana might be better served if, if they were in different districts, because then you'd have two, uh, different people. Uh, in two different districts that would be fighting for almost the same issues. So, um, and there's, but there's also been several, uh, several people on Twitter and, and who, who have uh, suggested that there's some ill intent uh, on the part of uh, Ms. O'Malley. And I'm not going to assume bad intent. I'm going to assume that she's running for the right reasons and that, um, and although even sometimes even running for the right reasons can sometimes have uh, unintended consequences, and, and we might get a little bit into that as well. But mostly I want to talk about the positives of the campaign. Uh, shout out to people in the chat. We got the Mod Squad in, Jolie, Aaron, we got Jeff Curry. We got two Bills, Bill Deacon, Real Bill P. Uh, shout outs to all the Liberal Dan Reno patrons. Um, later on the show, I'll be playing an audio. I gave... Uh, the people on who are patrons, uh, a choice between one of two audio clips. Uh, they could pick between one or the other, and they would help guide my decision on which one was the better one to play. Uh, so it's one of the benefits of being a Liberal Dan Radio patron. Uh, this is the first time that I did it, but there will be more times in the future where I will take polls of, uh, you know, asking for ideas, uh, maybe guiding the show a little bit, you know, and, and you'll be able to do that on the patron. So patreon.com slash liberal Dan or patreon.liberaldan.com. Either way, it will get you there. Uh, you can also, but if you don't, can't afford a month to month thing, you could always do one time Venmo or buy me a cider at go to liberaldan.com. Click, click the buy me a cider button or go to buy me coffee.com slash liberal Dan radio and you can buy me a cider there as well. Um, what else? Is there an echo? I don't know. I feel like I'm feeling an echo in my ears, but maybe it's just maybe it's just the COVID ringing in my ears because you know I got the COVID again. 
I got the Rona, as I was talking about in the in the chat. Uh, I don't know exactly where. I think I might know where I got it. Actually, uh, I think it was at the cider place. Uh, the on um, Saturday night they had sort of a, a book fair slash speakeasy event, um, and so we dressed up. I had a I had a an oldie time hat and a pipe and. I put on a bow tie. I also wore my free hug shirt because, you know, I, I had some modern and some not-so-modern um, stuff going on. And it does seem like something is picking up on the mixer. It's very weird. Like like a little bit is getting picked up on my mixer, and I don't know why. Um, anywho. So, um so yeah, I think I might have gotten it there, but nobody else that I know has gotten it. So the kids are fine. My wife is fine. Nobody else from the cider place that I know uh, has test, has shown any symptoms, let alone tested positive. So who knows? Who knows? It's all very weird and, and, and uh, weird and strange. And this probably is number four. I think it was last fall when I last had it. Uh, I also had it uh, before the cruise we went on in uh, July of 2022, um, and I also had it in January of 2020. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had it. There's no way to test for it, but I'm pretty sure I had it back then as well. So if you hear a clickety-clack in my mouth, it's because simply I have um, a cough drop in my mouth, and so that's uh, just to try and keep myself from coughing as much as possible so you don't have to hear the coughing in my ears, you know, because I did try and the show must go on after all. Thank you, Donald. Um, and here we're going to give it a few more minutes before we start the headlines as always. I do want to talk about one thing that Hal was talking about in his show today. <coughs> it was funny. Um, Hal was talking about two games. There's a game called Pandemic. Uh, where he was right about Pandemic. Uh, the game Pandemic is a game where you and your fellow players work together uh, to try and solve a, a global crisis. And you all work together to try and uh, make sure that you can uh, work together to, to solve whatever the, the, uh, this illness or sickness that is cross, crossing the globe. Um, it's an okay game. Uh, one of the problems with Pandemic, I find, is that even though you can play with like four, maybe more players, uh, what typically winds up happening is if you have a strong uh, leader type person, that person usually ends up guiding everybody else and like, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this. So it's pretty much just one person playing for everybody else. So, so um, if somebody uh, if somebody doesn't like that sort of thing, it can, it can get a little tedious and, and, and it might take some, some of the fun uh, away from that. The other game that I was talking about was Plague Inc. Um, I've played Plague Inc. as well. Plague Inc. is much more fun. Uh, Plague Inc., you actually play the part of a uh, bacteria or virus or some other pathogen. Uh, there is a zombie version uh, as well. Um, as there was Hal was talking about some people talking about a zombie apocalypse. There is a zombie version as well where you are where the people are getting infected with the zombie virus. And then as the people, you know, it's either you're infected and then it spreads and you die. Well, this one is you're infected with the zombie virus and then you have zombies and the zombies are, you know, infecting the other people. And then the world 
you know, then, then the zombies might die if they don't have any food. Um, and that's, that's a very fun game to play. It can be difficult at the higher difficulty levels. One of the two funny things about the game that I've done is uh, during COVID, when I was playing Plague Inc., I would name my viruses Trump. And so I would, you know, when I would beat the game, it would say Trump has eradicated the planet or something like that or some snarky message or whatever. Um, but the other thing is that in in the game, it will give you random like news clips, like you know, and, and those news. Some of the news, some of the news will help you give information in the game. Like you read the news and you're like, oh, this is what's going on in the game. So therefore, um, you should modify your virus this way, right? So. Hold on. That was my problem. That's why I had an echo. Okay, I fixed the echo. Um, my microphone was on with my headphones and my, this one, so we were getting dual microphones. That was the problem. Anyway, so the so some but one of the things sometimes it'll just be flavor text. So one of them was like. Um, politician says he gives the best speeches ever and nobody gives any, nobody gives better speeches. And I I got that message while I was playing the pandemic game while Trump was president. And I had a, a good chuckle at that one. Anyway, um, enough time for that. Let's go. We definitely need to get, get at least through the headlines before Madison, uh, calls in. So without further ado, this is this week's headlines. A mysterious sack of white powder was found in the White House, and it was determined to have been cocaine. No news yet on who might have brought it. We all know who conservatives will blame if they have not already. Uh, my money is either on a reporter from OAN or Newsmax, because the drugs they're on simply can't be leafy in nature. They must be stronger. Or maybe Don Jr. left it and it, it was just found. Monday, July 3rd, was the hottest day on planet Earth ever. To celebrate... Republicans are going to drive around in their F-350s with those monster exhaust systems that spew plumes of black smoke. No reason why we can't shoot for a new record again, right? In business news, Donald Trump raked in $35 million in the second quarter of 2023. Had it been any other businessman, it would have likely been double that. A UN group has approved a plan by Japan to slowly release radioactive water from the Fukushima plant into the ocean. What could go wrong? Just make sure there are no lizards, sea turtles, or moths living around the area. Finally, in entertainment news, former Smallville actor Allison Mack was released from prison a year early for her involvement in the Nexium cult, but it's spelled N-X-I-V-M, which looks like it should be pronounced similarly to Mr. Mixoplizidic from Superman lore. Much like Mixie, the Nexium cult brainwashed people but I don't know if Mr. Mixel Pitalik ever started a sex cult. This is not to be confused with Nexium, the medicine used to help fight acid reflux or GERD, but the sordid details of the case may very well give you heartburn. And that was this week's headlines. So I was, I remember, I remember, uh, I remember reading about that story when it first came out because I used to watch Smallville and seeing this, just, you know, her, you know, unassuming, you know, not somebody you would expect to be involved 
in, in a sex cult or whatever. And I'm like, what? She, this person is involved in that. But the reason that she didn't get as long because she cooperated and, you know, turned state's evidence or whatever. So I guess she helped turn in the big bad guy. So there you go. So another thing we learned, because on Friday, we, um, if you weren't part of the show, we had a special show on Friday where we went over all of the rulings that came down on Friday, the two student loan rulings and the 303 creative ruling. And we knew that uh, Lori Smith, the founder of 303 creative was not in the uh, gay or not in the website, website creation business yet. She had never created one for anybody at that time um, that she proactively went out to try. Okay. Hold on. I don't know why I made the show only 15 minutes. I thought I had done it for much longer, but I guess not. Uh, anywho. Um, anyway, so we knew that it was a, a nothing of, it was not a case because we knew that she made it up. But what we didn't know at the time, really, and what we found out after the fact was that the fact that they made it up. They made up the fact that somebody had asked her that there was a letter, supposedly, of some dude asking her to make a website for him and his uh, gay life partner or whatever for their gay wedding. Problem is, uh, this guy is in a heterosexual marriage and has been so for a while. He owns his own design business, and he knew nothing of it until after the fact which made me post a video up on TikTok and up on YouTube as well, asking this question, why, why are we not seeing charges for perjury on her? And why are we not seeing actions for them to be disbarred? If they're, I mean, I remember a lot of the conversations going around when it came to Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, uh, we were having those discussions, um, and, and he would go to court, and he kept on saying to the public that the election was stolen, and he has all the evidence that the election was stolen, tons and tons of evidence that the election was stolen. He'd tell that to the media. He'd tell that to the, to the people. He'd tell that in front of the Four Seasons landscaping business. Everybody he told that to, except one group of people he wouldn't tell that to. He wouldn't tell that to the judges. Why? Because he knew it was a lie, because he didn't have the evidence. And if he went into the court claiming that he had the evidence and he didn't, he would be disbarred. Now, I think he got disbarred anyway, but you can't go in there with false evidence and lying to the court. So why are there no perjury charges yet? Why are there no proceedings to have these attorneys uh, disbarred from like the ADF or whatever? Alliance Defending Families or whatever, or the people who were representing um, Lori Smith and 303 Creative, right? Doesn't make sense. Hey, Creative. Hey, Trucker John. <coughs> Thank you for joining. Uh, as you can tell, I'm already getting a little hoarse as it is. I'm hoping I'm going to last the entire time. 
All right. Have a good one, John. We'll see you later. Make lots of mad cash out there on the strip, or I think you're out in Vegas, right? Um, I have not gotten yet to the point where I'm drinking any uh, tea and lemon yet. I should probably, I'll probably do that after the show. Um, again, I'm got the Rona, and I will be uh, because nobody else here has it, or is nobody has any symptoms yet, at least. Uh, tonight, I'll be sleeping at my mother mother in law's house because my mother-in-law sleeps here still because of her because of past surgery. So that way it'll make it less likely that I will pass on my uh, cooties to anybody else. And then when they leave, I guess, and during the day to go do kid stuff, when my wife leaves to go do kid stuff, I'll come back and take care of the dog tomorrow. Um, I've already told the people at work that I'm sick and that I probably won't be available unless it's an emergency because I want to want to rest and want to sleep or whatever. <coughs> I um, real baby, I can call in and sing. <laughs> I tried to sing when I was hoarse at the end of the Disney cruise. I tried to do "You'll Be Back," and the funny thing was is that uh, I failed miserably on all of it except for the very very high part. I've shockingly got the very, very high part. I should have went for a different song, though. Um, so I am going to get some rest, but I did have a guest coming on tonight, so I didn't want to – I had worked for weeks to get um, Madison O'Malley on, and I wanted to power through it to make sure that I follow through and she's on. So I have my hauls. Let me pop another one as we, as we sit here. I have my halls, I have my water, so I can have my fluids. Um, I'm surprised that John, like, I mean, I'm not surprised that there's big money in Vegas, but I, I've, I haven't driven rideshare much since 2019, and the only time I did it was one time they offered me a deal to do uh, five rides, and I would get like 200 bucks. I was like, absolutely sure, and I did it at a time where they were doing some other special or they would tack on $4 for each ride as long as you started your rides within this area. So I, uh, I did that. And then I did some other rides during other times. And, but I haven't, been, I haven't driven since. I just still need, I still need to upload some documentation so I can drive if I wanted to, but my car looks like crap at the moment. So I really can't do it at the moment anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, Biden said that the, uh, the pandemic or the pandemic was over, but it's still not, it's still here. It's still, I think 10,000 people a week or a month are still being hospitalized uh, with COVID symptoms. I, I don't feel as bad, honestly, as the last time. My wife's half convinced that I just have the cold and I got a false positive. Um, one of my other friends says that they believe that sometimes the cold, which is another form of the coronavirus, can come, can give a false positive uh, with some of these tests. I don't know if that's the case or not, but you know, I gotta be, gotta be better, be safe than sorry. Better, better to be precaution. Um, better, better to have good precautions or whatever. Um, Silly Wonka, I would imagine you have to tell your insurer you're running a ride share. I think Bill rents, if that's correct, I think he rents through Uber. 
I, I mean, Trucker John. I think Trucker John rents through Uber. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, if he's still on. Because um, I want to say he has, he does like the Tesla deal with with the rental through Uber. But yes, you. There are people who have gotten um, in trouble and canceled by their insurance when they found out that they were driving for Uber, and um, I went with. Well, I asked my insurer um, at the time that I first started with Uber, and I was like, "Look, is it, can I do it?" And they were like, "Yeah, you can." They's like, "We have no problem with you driving for Uber. Just know that if you're in an accident while you're doing rideshare, we won't cover it." I'm like, okay, and that was fine because Uber has insurance that covers you during Uber, which should be the stance that every insurer takes <clears throat> because duh if Uber's covering you while while you're on Uber's platform and the other insurance covers you and your other insurance covers you when you're not driving for Uber as long as you can segregate it what's the big deal but there are a lot of insurers out there like Geico that want to be a-holes about it and will Cancel you like that if you if they find out that you're doing rideshare. So I have Allstate though, and I have actually have a policy on Allstate that covers me like a little bit extra, and I have like a like a ridesharing provision on top of it. And even though I haven't done ridesharing, I haven't canceled it because it's like twenty five bucks every six months, so it's not a big deal. So, um. Uber and Lyft insurers while driving. The problem is, is that Uber and Lyft are always looking to cut corners and they're always looking to eliminate the costs or not. And, and by eliminating costs, upping their bottom line. So they've done things like it used to be um, lifted at first where you would, used to be covered for uninsured motorists. Now you're not with Lyft. So I stopped driving for Lyft when that happened, or I was very cautious about driving for Lyft when that happened. Um, Uber, I think the the amount of coverage for an uninsured motorist motorist is less than the amount of coverage for uh, if you if the person has insurance. And I think they found a way around the wording of the law that basically says, okay, if you're you have to have coverage that covers you. But if they hit you and they're at fault and you're not at fault, it's their coverage that should kick in, but we're only going to cover you for this little itty bitty bit, not for the whole big bit. So anywho, see, I was right. Hurts via Uber. Hopefully it doesn't hurts too much. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Literally, because they can't go anywhere because I have COVID. Tip your waitress, or buy me a cider, one of the two. Just be like, buy me some, buy me some halls. Yes, Silly Wonka. Every state is different, different rules, different policies, different everything. It, it's all confusing, and even different municipalities are different. The rules in 
Orleans are different from the rules of Jefferson Parish, which I, I, we have parishes in, New Orleans, in Louisiana instead of counties. So, you know, the rules that deal with, you know, Orleans stuff differ from the rules of Jefferson Parish. Like, if you take a ride from New Orleans to the airport, you, Uber has to charge the Uber and Lyft has to charge the passenger thirty-four bucks, right? So Uber shares that with the customer. Well, I mean, with the driver, flat out, like they they give the cut or whatever, which is good. Lyft weaseled their way out of it. They still charge the dri- the passenger, but they only give the drive the ride the driver time and distance, which is much 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 less. So if I give somebody a ride from the airport uh, to the or to the airport from New Orleans, I, you know, I will if, if it's a regular Uber X, not like an Uber XL, I'd make twenty five bucks going from New Orleans to the airport, but I might make thirteen to fifteen bucks on Lyft going from New Orleans to the airport, even though the passengers charge the same thing, assuming no surge or whatever. So Lyft has really gone out of their way to screw over their drivers big time, bigly, as, as you know, you know who would say. As you know who would say. Thank you, Donald. So. And I used to have a ride-sharing blog. And I used to try and, you know, I was trying to promote the ride-sharing businesses or whatever, and I actually just, I usually have, I, I used to have Rideshare Dan LLC. I just dissolved that business, dissolved that corporation. I just don't want to have to file it every year because I'm not doing anything with it anymore. Because um, I wanted to make, I, I thought I was going to be able to, I thought I was doing Rideshare more more full time. And I was going to, thought I would have, you know, good content, especially when I was the first in the nation to find out that like Uber had tipping in the app. And I got that big scoop and then it turned into a big nothing burger. Um and it ended up having, and I'm just wasting time until Madison calls it. So, um, so my sister used to love to give me a Hertz donut. Yeah, we would do that too. Hertz donut. Speaking of Hertz donuts, they actually have a donut place here in New Orleans. I don't know if it's a chain nationwide or whatever, but it's actually called Hertz donut. And if you're Facebook friends with me, I should post this to my liberal Dan radio paper, Richard. My wife got me the cinnamon roll. It was like this big. Like it was like half the size of my head. It was crazy. She sent me this picture. She was like, This is seven fifty, you want it? And I only saw it in the case. And it looked small in the case. It looked just like this big in the case. Like it just looked like that. And I was like, mm, Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. That's a short go ahead. I was I, I like cinnamon rolls. It got home and I opened up the box. I was like, this is kind of a big box for a little cinnamon roll. No, that was like cinnamon roll craziness. What's going on, Andrea? How are you tonight? Good to see you. I am fighting my sore throat. I am fighting the Rona again. We are waiting for Madison to call in. And I'm just, because I didn't want to start a new topic. And then have, then I want to start a new topic and then have, you know, have to stop and talk about something else 
because the other topic I'm going to be talking about tonight is a continuation of my conversation with Jeff Carrere and Josh Bernstein as it pertains to um, what as it pertains to Donald Trump and his audio from um, Bedminster. And woo, they 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 twist themselves into some contortions. Let me tell you, I showed a I showed a, a so, um, much more. Let's see. Oh well, Madison. Hello, Dan. I had a last minute emergency. Not be home in time for the show this evening. I'd love to reschedule if you're opening. Have me next week. Best, Madison. Oh wait, it's fine. We can do. Another week. Um, my throat was sore anyway because I have COVID. <laughs> so this let me in my show earlier. Have a good night. All right. So there you go. She's not calling in. I actually would have known that a half an hour ago had I checked a half an hour ago. Yes, COVID again, unfortunately. So let's do something real quick before uh, um, I just do one of those Linda Richmond things or Paul Baldwin things for Saturday Night Live. The Industrial Revolution was neither industrious nor a revolution. Discuss. Talk amongst yourselves. Just to change the image on the show real quick. Um, since it's not Madison O'Malley anymore, um, Maybe I should just call it conservative contortionists. There we go. That's that's what we should call it. So let's see. Conservative contortionists. And we can do that. Share, download. All pages, current page, done. Download. And the magic of the... uh, Modern technology. There we go. New show image. And then we can, let's see, let's do this too. Uh, I think we can edit this live on the thing. <clears throat> Conservative contortionist. And let's change the image for the show. Change downloads that save. There we go. Show is now changed. We have now changed the show. Actually, let's let's edit this as well. Conservative contortionists. I didn't save. There we go. Conservative contortionists. Hey, Tom's going to say conservative contortionists. There we go. Blog Talk Radio is fixed as well. Kimchi, 14 watching, but 13 likes. I'm wondering if that 14th is just me watching it, my my liberal Dan stream watching it. I wonder if there's always going to be one that doesn't like. So... 
Silly Wongos, what about the Washington Post article about Garland sitting on his ass for a year about 1-6 Trump? Kind of sticks to my mind. I mean, there's that. I have to look into that a little bit more simply because of the fact that, you know, I think with a lot of things, like especially like with like with the documents thing, I know for a while you had different people in the Justice Department who were disagreeing on whether or not they should charge them until they heard the Bedminster audio. But once they heard the Bedminster audio, they all unanimously agreed, from what I understand, that guess what? They now they now unanimously agreed that excuse me, the only unanimously agreed that Trump needed to be charged now because this went above and beyond what he was supposed to do, and he's a terrible person, and he probably broke the law. So therefore, we needed to bring him up on charges. So that being said, let's go ahead and start the recording again. So last, last we left Josh Bernstein and Jeff Cruer, uh, I had uh, called in to the show and talking about Trump's call to, to Mar-a-Lago, or not to Mar-a-Lago, Trump's, the, my call about Trump's audio pertaining to the records that he showed to people at Bedminster. Now, it wasn't one of the, let's, let's start over again. I'm going to start that over again. Pardon me. The last time we left, Jeff Carrer and Josh Bernstein we we had been talking about the uh, leaked audio from Bedminster where he was allegedly showing uh, four people without security clearance who, who didn't have the need to know a piece of classified or secret documents. And I had called in uh, to Jeff Carrere's program with Josh Bernstein on and um, Josh Bernstein had called me an idiot. We went over that audio. I re- reacted to the audio. I posted that separately up on YouTube and everything. We've all seen it. So now we have the audio released. I recorded it. I, I downloaded the audio. I uploaded it to the show. We played it last week. I also sent the audio to Jeff. To his credit, Jeff did play the audio to his audience. Uh, unfortunately, that's all the credit I can give Jeff. Because, as you will see in this, in this little bit, so to speak, um, I've cut up some of these clips. And this is how my phone call went last week to Jeff Carrera's show with Josh Bernstein. Clip one. A caller who goes by the handle Liberal Dan is with us. Good morning, sir. Welcome. How are you? Good morning, guys. Uh, we uh, should have all now heard the audio of uh, Donald Trump sharing the paperwork with the individual she shared the paperwork with. And uh, as uh, uh, in By the way, I played that for the audience, uh, Liberal Dan. I did play the whole audio. Good. I appreciate that because uh, I did send that to you so you wouldn't have to, you know, dig it, dig it up and find it. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know. Uh, and uh, clearly, as Donald Trump says in the audio, that the the paper the papers that he showed were still classified in secret. So that completely uh, at least shows that Donald Trump Trump 
disagrees with Josh Bernstein's legal theory that uh, classified documents immediately become declassified as soon as the president walks out of the White House with them, uh, as I said that they don't two weeks ago. And, of course, you know, I'm, you know, dropping my mic. I'm saying, hey, you know, y'all were wrong. I was right. I'm gloating. You know, even Donald Trump agrees with me. Donald Trump doesn't agree with you. And the amount of contortion that they're doing, like, is like the mental gymnastics that one has to do to reach the points that they're getting to. Um, you'd have to be Simone Biles, and they're probably going to get the twisties. Clip two. Um, so I'm just sitting here going to wonder if uh, Mr. Right, Bernstein let me, is Let me give to... you the latest about what he said, and you can respond. I want to get Josh's take, too. He said, quote, I would say it was bravado. If you want to know the truth, it was bravado. I was talking and just holding up papers and talking about them, but I had no documents. I didn't have any documents. So he's saying that, uh, hey, he wasn't floating around classified documents, and they don't have any classified documents. They don't even have a copy of this quote-unquote classified document, right. Liberal Dan. Exactly. Uh, but I think when Jeff is saying they don't have a copy of the classified documents, I think he's talking about the feds. That's because as of right now, they haven't subpoenaed that document. Um, I, I think that's what I'm assuming he meant. Um, but, you know... Again, let's 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 hear what Donald Trump had to say again that completely contradicts what Jeff said right there. This totally wins my case, you know. Mm-hmm. Except it is like highly confidential yeah. secret. <laughs> this is secret information. But look look at this. You attack and Hillary would put that out all the time, you know. <laughs> it, no, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner. <laughs> and and there's something here to, that really needs to be discussed because it's not just the fact that he says that they're secret, that they're, that they're confidential, that they're secret. It's not just that that proves the case. It's the fact that they're saying that Hillary Clinton would have emailed them out. So we all know what conservatives think about Hillary Clinton and her emails and sending out classified information or whatever. That's them saying that this information is classified. That's them saying that this information is secret. That's them saying that this is that, that clearly this information is not what Jeff and Josh are trying to spin it to be, right? So they, they can't have it both ways. They can't say, oh, Hillary would have done this with, with these documents and emailed them and make those comments and then turn around and say, Oh, it's just bravado. If you're making those comments, you're making those comments because you're asserting that these are the same type of documents that you already criticized Hillary Clinton for mishandling. And what type of documents are they claiming that Hillary Clinton mishandled? They're claiming that Hillary Clinton mishandled classified and top secret documents. Simple as that. It's an easy case to put together. And again, they're contorting themselves and twisting themselves into knots, trying to prove themselves otherwise. Clip three. But, so, but here's what I would say. Here's what I would say. Go ahead. Liberal mm-hmm. Dan, let me ask you this question. Did you send – I'm sitting here with my father audio directly to Jeff Carrere. 
No, I didn't do that. Did you by any chance send the global phone that James Comer found out through Peter Schweitzer, and now we found out that Biden actually picked it up? You know, that secret phone, but no, probably not. What about the 17 to $40 million in contracts through Ukraine, through every other country from, from China to Canada to everywhere else? Did you do that? No, you didn't. So it's amazing that you're going to sit here with a straight face and say that somehow Trump is a criminal. And then you guys love to run around with signs saying no one's above the law. Really? Well, why don't you look at the Biden crime family syndicate? Okay? Mm -hmm. Take a look at your own situation first before you cast versions. And that's that's a good point. I'll give you a chance to respond. Dan, go ahead. Go ahead. Can you defend Donald Trump without bringing up anybody else? I mean, that's the thing. If you can't defend Donald Trump without bringing up anybody else, you're just admitting that Donald Trump didn't do anything wrong. Can you you let me speak without interrupting me, too? Real quick, because we're limited time. Go ahead. Go ahead quickly. If you can't defend Donald Trump without bringing up anybody else, then you're just admitting that Donald Trump can't be defended because Donald Trump is is clearly guilty. Donald Trump can say whatever he wants. Clearly in that audio, he admitted that the paperwork is – it was not declassified. (laughs) You hear the paperwork shuffling. You you clearly hear him saying that he could have declassified it as president, but but he did not. Uh, All right. We got you. Last minute. Thank you, Liberal Dan. Appreciate the call. and. uh, and there you go. I mean, my, my, I think my words there are self-explanatory in the fact that, yeah, he, they can't defend Trump because they know what he did. They know what he did is wrong, so they have to twist it and they have to try and deflect it back onto other people with their other varied conspiracy theories. So, again, so I have to twist it back on them and say, look, if you can't, if you can't defend Trump without you know, bring up anybody else, then that's just admitting that Trump is guilty because you can't defend him on the merits of his own, of the accusations and his defense because he has no defense because he clearly has stated that the documents that he had could have been declassified, yet they were not. Clip four. Take a quick response, give it over to Josh, and then we got to roll. Uh, there's no evidence that he had any classified documents with him. You hear papers shuffling, but we don't even know what the papers are. There is no evidence that this was classified documents that he was talking about. He didn't reveal anything that was classified or top secret in the conversations with these individuals. So in my opinion, Tom Fitton is right of the Judicial Watch. This is a nothing burger, a nothing burger. All right, got about 30 seconds, Josh. Go ahead. Yeah, and Liberal Dan, that that nothing burger is absolutely delicious with Russian dressing. I mean, he would probably love anything Russian because the conservatives love all things Russian at this point. I don't know what happened, but, you know, hey, they love all things Russian. But guess what? He just says there's no evidence. The evidence is all right there. But, see, this is this is the thing. Again, I had asked my patrons which one of the uh, two audio clips were better, and, and there seemed to be consensus among them and my wife that the audio without the music was the better audio, so that's the one that's going to get played. So I, I compiled together just a mashup of both of the clips, of both Jeff's commentary and the Donald Trump commentary, and you know just to counter... Jeff's points with what Donald Trump said to show 
that, in fact, there is evidence and that there was classified information. And here we go. Quote, I would say it was bravado. If you want to know the truth, it was bravado. I was talking and just holding up papers and talking about them, but I had no documents. I didn't have any documents. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at Trump. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. But I had no documents. I didn't have any documents. It's pages long. Look. I didn't have any documents. 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 It's pages long. Look. He's saying that, uh, hey, he wasn't floating around classified documents. Except it is like highly confidential <laughs> secret. This is secret information. This is secret information. This is secret information. Uh, there's no evidence that he had any classified documents. This is secret information. This is secret information. But we don't even know what the papers are. I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. But we don't even know what the papers are. These are the papers. This was done by the military, given to me. He didn't reveal anything that was classified or top secret in the conversations with these individuals. Let me see that. I'll show you an example. It's pages long. Look, look at this. You attack. There is no evidence that this was classified documents that he was talking about. It's a secret information. It's a secret information. There is no evidence. And there you go. My uh, rebuttal to Jeff Grossoff. And I, I find it interesting uh, to the fact that... Um, you know, he said, you know, who gave him the, the information? It was given to him from the military. So you know, what, what was the document? It was given to him by the military. The audio said it was something about an attack. Um, and, it, and it's classified. If, if you put all together all of the, all of what was said about the documents in that audio, it was audio given to him from Millie and the military about an attack. And the information that was given to him about an attack was secret. I mean, how much more clear can you get? But yet they're going to say there's no evidence. There clearly is evidence. But there's one other thing that I caught in this, in this audio that I really think nobody has been talking about yet, that nobody has been talking about and I think – should be looked potentially into. Uh, maybe it is a real nothing burger. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe the definition of what he is saying is more tame than what I'm attributing it to be, but maybe it's not. And that's a three-second clip of what he said at some point in this audio. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Came up from where? From where, Donald? Where did that just come up from? Was it coming up? I mean, he's not in Trump Tower. I don't know what floor 
I don't know if he was on the ground floor at Bedminster or not. That's the thing. I don't know how many floors Bedminster has. But I'm assuming it's not as clearly not as tall as Trump Tower. So when they say that those documents just came up, I am left to conclude that those documents just came up implies that they just came up from Florida. So is that him admitting that those documents that he had were documents that just came up from Florida, i.e. some of the documents they were hiding and concealing from the grand jury down in Florida? Could it be the case? I think it's a reasonable argument. I think it's plausible. I think it's possible. Who knows? Do we know? I don't know. I'm not sure. But what I do know, that needs to be looked into more. Because that's very, very suspicious right there. That's very, very suspicious right there. Absolutely. Anyway, <coughs> I don't know what y'all missed because it looked like my, my streaming software kind of had a hiccup. Um, he's saying he'd bring it up in conversation. I don't know. Let's listen to it again. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This, I, I don't know. I don't know if that means this thing just came up. Like, I'm thinking I'm thinking he's talking about I think I think he means this thing, i.e. this pile of papers or maybe this container that holds the pile of papers, whatever it is. I'm 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 going I'm assuming that it means it just came up from Florida. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right, Bill. Maybe maybe it does mean that it just came up as a topic of conversation. I don't know. But I think it's I think it's enough to warrant more investigation into it. I think it's enough to warrant additional conversation, additional investigation. I don't know why they're not looking into that. The only reason I'm thinking potentially that they would not go after Trump on this particular set of documents is maybe they know what the document is. The only reason that I'm thinking that they might not go after Donald Trump on these particular documents that he was talking about at Bedminster is maybe these documents are so sensitive that they don't want them brought up as part of discovery. And as such, it would hurt the security of the United States of America by allowing them to be used as evidence. And maybe they think they have enough evidence with the case down in Florida, and as such, they don't need to use these documents. Is that true? I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't, I'm, not in the, I'm not in the minds of those who make those decisions. But I do know that they have brought up in the past that with all of the documents that were at Mar-a-Lago, they've only used like 31. And part of the reasoning that people hypothesize as to why you only use 31 is they didn't want to use the other ones because of the potential risks to national security by allowing those other documents 
to be put into evidence and as such allowing people who shouldn't be seeing them the ability to see them. So maybe this document was that bad to be shown to other people that they don't want to risk other people seeing it who shouldn't be seeing it. But maybe, maybe not. But it's just something to think about. If, if this never, if this particular document never goes, or if this particular revealing of classified information, of secret information, never goes to trial, it could very well be because it would do more harm to national security when we already have enough of a case that could potentially lock Donald Trump up for a very long time. <coughs> so, and if you're going to call in, it's probably not a good idea to call in at this point because I'm probably because we didn't have Madison O'Malley calling in today. And because I just went through all of those audio, all that audio real quick. Oh, we do have the, we do have to play hypocrite of the week first. Let's 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 go ahead and 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 get hypocrite of the week out of the way, and then we'll go through the chat, and then we'll probably call it a day because I don't want to burden my uh, too much more. Um, if you're a patron, this was uploaded last week. Um, this was uploaded before Friday's show. Uh, because I, I already knew what I wanted to do for this week's hypocrite of the week. Um, so this is, and actually this week's hypocrite of the week is longer because I had to go recut up the, if I had a chicken audio, because the original, the normal 30 seconds of if I had a chicken was not going to allow me to say everything I wanted to say with the hypocrite of the week. So without further ado, This week's Hypocrite of the Week is Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who once said that county and city leaders can make the right decision that is best for their community because that is the way that structure works here and that Texas is so diverse that what is right in Houston and Harris County and Dallas and San Antonio may not be the best approach in Amarillo. Now, he signed a bill that prohibits local governments from making their own rules that create stronger regulations than state policies, a prohibition that could end city requirements to allow workers to have water breaks during 100-degree heat because nothing says pro-life like allowing someone to die from heat stroke. Conservatives used to tell us that local governance is best. Apparently, it is now local governance is best unless we don't like it. Then we'll use the arm of big state government to tear down protections that city have put in place to protect people from business interests. Because let's face it, that's who the GOP really wants to help. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Day and Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Liberal Day and Radio on YouTube and blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Dan. And there you go. An extra, a supersized, a Texas-sized, if you will, Hypocrite of the Week for a Texas-sized hypocrite in the term of Greg Abbott. And yes, Benny Loco, I have COVID again. Ugh. So yes, and and my voice is going downhill quickly. So <clears throat> why is my internet being so stupid? Uh, for some reason, my internet is also being a pain in the ass. Let's see. Let me do a um, what should we call it? I want to look at um, speed test. I'm having some internet issues. Yeah, it's buffering. Hey, Bicycle Mike. Um, 
for some reason I'm having some severe buffering issues. I don't know why that is. Um, let me just do a quick speed test and see what the hell's going on. I don't know if it's a, if it's a YouTube issue or if it's another issue. Who knows? I'm frankly surprised that um, uh, Joshua Bernstein didn't stick his sycophants on me uh, because he had a uh, <coughs> he. Uh, I shared a the email that he sent me with uh, uh, the Mod Squad and, and they got a good chuckle out of what he said to me. I might read that before we end the show. Um, no, my upload speed's fine. My upload speed's like 500 gigabits. So that's not the issue. Maybe YouTube's having some issues today. I don't know. Or maybe maybe my computer's having issues. Although I just did a reboot of my computer, so who knows? Um, let's see. Um, so apparently... Um, Josh Bernstein watched my video of him, me criticizing him. Um, he was like, he, he did say, I hate the Patriot Act, Patriot Act too. Um, so he did agree with me that, you know, the Patriot Act is bad, I guess. So then he watched the video um, that he thinks I'm triggered because um, I, I made one video of him. So I'm now I'm, I'm obsessively making videos about him or whatever. Uh, so here's, Here's here's my email back to him, which I thought was rather amuse, amusing. By the way, your math is off. You claim to have hundreds of times more followers than me. In order for that to be true, you would need over 12, 120,000 followers on Rumble. I've made one reaction video so far. Yeah, I might make more because it's fun to trigger angry, lying conservatives. It's also quite amusing that you say what you call that you call what you say the truth. The mental gymnastics you tried to use to claim that Trump hasn't shown people classified documents was amazing. Simone Biles' levels of contortions. Hope you don't get twisties. Fact of the matter is, if I really was so inconsequential as you claim, you'd ignore me. Oh, you'll probably say this is what I do when I'm on the toilet or some other excuse. But you know I'm right. You know you're lying. And you know that if I do become successful with this, despite my having a whole other full-time career, that it'll be harmful to yours. So you have to try and degrade me and try to convince me to stop. That's not how I roll. I can smell the fear, and it's delicious. So there you go. Oh, hey, Gibson Media, what's going on? Um, unfortunately, you're catching the tail end of the show this week because I'm not going to be able to last too much longer. So anywho, um, I think I was going to go over some of the comments in the chat real quick. Um the um, the Wonka 2024 presidential election is the most consequential in the world in many decades Biden must win for global sanity I mean it's it's cliche because every election always ends up being the most consequential in the world but yeah Um, Republicans can't read the the presidential records act has no hand waving provisions exactly John Ratcliffe, the DNI, did not provide any declassified records to NARA, period. Um, all 17 AGs had to clear documents for the declassification attorney and department heads. Um, what he did was far beyond mishandling documents. Donald Trump was putting up top secret documents, bragging rights that may have sold some. Exactly. I wonder if that's where some of his $23 million that he got this, this, this last quarter was. It's one of the other things that I thought. Um, 
parody video of Smooth Criminal when Julie Pinted a Criminal is a great idea up there with uh, Rico Suave parody, Kimo Sabi, Lone Ranger reference, hilarious. Real will be Tom Fitton's not an attorney. He was an English ranger. Yeah, I was going to point that out to Jeff if I had the opportunity to, but Jeff likes to cut me off when he knows I'm right. Um, Republicans spent nearly $100 million and almost five years going after Hillary Clinton with zero indictments. Arrest. Can Donald Trump say the same? No, he cannot. Of course, um, she sat there for 11 hours, you know, under under uh, oath and just sat there and just owned them as well. Real Bill P, if the docs are declassified, then why do all parties need a security clearance? That's the point I made in the last video. Um, their defense is that Trump was lying in the tape. Yeah, that's what um, Newsmax said, too. Newsmax said that Donald Trump is known to lie. So, that's, so he was lying in the tape when he said that it was really classified when it was not. <coughs> so maybe he was showing off. His, he was wanting to show off, oh, look, these are secret documents. But according to Newsmax, they weren't really secret because he was lying to show off, whatever. Um, am I the only one picturing Trump saying that half with that with a half a Big Mac hanging out of his mouth? Yes, definitely a hamburger or a cheeseburger. Um, I think it should be illegal for one presidential candidate to threaten another with jail time while both are running for the office. Trump threatened and brainwashed his call to lock Hillary up. Exactly. Um, I mean, he definitely used, but then he never did anything about it, which is amazing. And they still will vote for him again, despite the fact that he never went through with his promise. He told them that he was going to lock her up, that she should be locked up. Not one of his attorneys general did anything but try and lock her up. Um, I hope Jack Smith will be looking into all that, but I just don't know. Um, Let's see. Trump knew what was in the boxes. What's in the box? Um, choo, 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 choo. Scroll down, scroll, scroll, scroll. Little piece taken off. Thank you, thank you, Bill. Um, Cynthia, not top secret magazine and newspaper articles from the Pentagon. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like they want to, they try to conflate the fact that yes, he had like newspaper clippings and magazine articles and other things from his presidency, like you know, keepsakes, so to speak in there as well and trying to say that oh those are his own records but yes they are but intermingled with those were top secret documents that he should not have kept that he did not declassify and that he absolutely should not have been showing these four people in the bedminster audio um wonder if hunter will be pressured to sell the big guy uh, probably not here's the thing about hunter Biden. i think i'm going to end on this because again throat's getting really bad I don't understand the amount of animosity that people have towards Hunter Biden. Here's the thing. You know, yeah, he's had drug problems and alcohol problems. Sure. I can't imagine going through what Hunter Biden has gone through. He had cranial injuries because of the car accident he was in as a child where he almost died. His mom died. His sister died. Him and his brother, Bo, survived. And there's such a thing as survivor's guilt. The only reason Biden probably didn't commit suicide because he said he was gone, he said he was thinking about it, and that the only reason he didn't commit suicide at the time was because he needed to be around for Hunter and Bo Biden. So then, 
you have to deal with the fact that I don't know how much chronic pain there is that comes with his head injury. I can't speak to that. Can't imagine it all went away. But there's got to be the, the emotional pain of losing your mother as a kid, losing your sister as a young kid. And then he gets older and he loses his brother to cancer. I can't imagine how that would affect me. I can't imagine how that would affect anybody, how anybody could come out of that being okay. And the fact that they're so intent on going after Hunter Biden and going out and attacking him when he's had a lifetime of pain is just pathetic. I may have to repeat this again because I just buffered again. So let me just repeat that again because I don't know what y'all heard. But Hunter Biden has had a lifetime of pain from his mother dying at an early age in the car accident, from his sister dying, from the head trauma he suffered in the car accident, from his brother dying later in life. And the fact that these conservatives feel like it's okay to just pile on this guy and just attack, attack, attack. Does that excuse any crimes he may or may not have done? No. To Joe Biden's credit, one of Donald Trump's own prosecutors that was doing the investigation into Hunter Biden Joe Biden kept on. That never happens. The president Biden didn't want there to be a, a look of impropriety. He didn't want there to be this, oh, I'm now president, so I'm going to fire the guy who's criminally investigating my son. So he kept the guy on. He kept him on. And he ended up you know, taking a plea or whatever as people do. And there are a lot of conservatives who are like, oh, he got off light. But there are a lot of other people that are like, oh, he was charged with much more than most people get in this situation. Maybe because of what his station is. Maybe because of the fact that he was the president's son. And maybe they expected a little more from him, so therefore they, they punished him a little, you know, gave him a little more harsher of a of a crime. And then also gave him probation and whatever in lieu of sentencing because he needs to go get help for his problems because of the addictions that he has, again, because of his lifetime of pain. But the glee that some of these conservatives have in going after Hunter Biden, it's just sickening. It's absolutely sickening. And I I, I can't fathom why anybody thinks that that's okay. He's dealt with so much pain. Imagine that was your son. Imagine it was your family member that had to deal with that. Imagine, imagine your family member went through all that and has to deal with the problems that comes with a lifetime of pain and addiction and all the people coming after them, just attacking them rabid dogs. Would that be okay with you? No. 
think President Biden has shown immense restraint in how he deals with members of the media, in how he deals with other politicians as it pertains to how they treat his son. If that was me, I don't know if I could show that much restraint. I'd probably want to go scorched earth. He may very well want to go scorched earth, but he's showing a lot of restraint. Because if anybody treated my kids that way, it would be a completely different story. It would be an absolutely different story whatsoever. Anyway, so um, let's see. Do, 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 do. There's some things I don't understand. Elephants, quantum physics, Taylor Swift. <laughs> I've actually got, read some interesting books on quantum quantum physics for lay people that are pretty good. Um, Slimanka, exactly. The GQP have no compassion. Uh, TBI, traumatic brain injuries are horrible. Uh, we've got to blew up the hill. The so president pops can finish the job. We need 10 steps forward to make it all up for the one, two steps back. Yes, Cynthia, we're reaching the dark. They're reaching in the dark and came up with the weakest link. Uh, poor Hunter, exactly. Um, I could not because I would be. He would be in prison. Uh, who would be in prison? I'm not sure who you're saying that. It is really awful, Julie. I agree with you. Um, people don't have empathy, lowered mentality. Um, just like Lock Hill, you're up all right wing, single digit IQ nonsense. Exactly. Um, Benny Loco, I would love to talk to you, Dan, about TBI. That's the kind of person. Shoot me an email, liberaldanradio@gmail.com. I would. Love to, you know, maybe we could do a show about it. Maybe we could just, you know, chat on it, you know, via the email and just have a little back and forth on it. Definitely, either way, is works for me. Anyway, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stick a fork in this show because I'm just about done. I don't want to ruin myself anymore. I will be. I will go. I will probably stream tomorrow um, on Twitch, but I probably won't talk as much as I normally would do. Um, maybe I'll be a whisper or something. But this is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Day and Radio Talk from Left. That's right. Maybe next week I'll have uh, Madison O'Malley on to talk about her campaign. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, Twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. Please remember to share videos. Like and subscribe. To like videos. Share them. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, get your friends to subscribe to the channel. Um, I'm trying to get to 1,000. I want to get to 1,000 subscribers. I'm going to go two days a week, and I'm also going to make it rain over and out chat. So until next time, this is Dan Zimmerman with Little Dan Radio. Talk to the left. That's right.
Thank <laughs> you. 